Hey, greetings from Elfie's World, the place where we try to bring you a little fun, pique your interest, and maybe, maybe even give you an opportunity to learn a thing or two about history. Oh, it's so great to have you with us. Now, today, we're presenting another program from our collection of stories entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, these are true stories which have been excluded from the pantheon of history for eh, whatever reason. My name is Elfie Wolfram, and I hope you enjoy our presentation. This is episode number 20, and it is entitled Woman Over a Barrel. So, kick back, relax, <laughs> and enjoy. When one thinks of the ultimate of dangerous stunts, what is one of the first feats of bravado which comes to mind? That's right, going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. And there is little question to attempt such an accomplishment would indeed be dangerous. Many would take up this challenge, however few would live to tell of their exploits. But who was the very first person to deliberately try and go over that formidable falls in a barrel? Surely it must have been a man who was, who was young and in an outstanding physical condition. Uh, probably a professional daredevil, right? <laughs> nah, wrong. Records show the very first attempt to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel was made by someone who was neither young nor a man. The first person to attempt that 167-foot drop to almost certain death was a 63-year-old woman by the name of Annie Edson Taylor. Why would she have tried such a thing? I mean, to even begin to get an idea of her motivation, we must look back on her life. Annie Edson was born October 24, 1838, in Auburn, New York, one of eight children. As a young lady, she showed little sign of being a risk-taker. Her father... Merrick Edson, who, who owned a uh, flour mill, died when she was only 12 years old. Now, though his death was untimely, he did leave behind enough money to provide a comfortable living for his family. After four years of training, Annie became a schoolteacher. Now, it was during this time she met and married David Taylor, life would not be kind to Annie. While still young, she would lose a child in infancy. A short time later, her husband would also die. After becoming a widow, Annie began to move from job to job, place to place. Eventually, she moved to Bay City, Michigan, where she had hopes of becoming a dance instructor. Unfortunately, there wasn't a single dance school anywhere in the area. 
in 1900, she moved to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan to teach music. From there, she headed south to San Antonio, Texas. It was then that she and a friend decided they might find jobs in Mexico City. But when that didn't work out, Annie returned once again to Bay City, Michigan. By this time, Annie was starting to feel old age approaching. Now, not wanting to enter her twilight days of her life living off the charity of others, she decided she must do something, anything, to raise money. The only question was, what? That was when Annie had her revelation. She would move to the state of New York and go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. I mean, after all, it had never been done before. She was certain it would make her rich or at least provide money for a comfortable retirement. But first, here are a few facts about Niagara Falls. It is actually made up of three separate waterfalls. The smallest is Bridal Veil Falls, which is actually about 45 feet wide with a drop of about 90 to 120 feet. The American Falls spans 940 feet and also drops between 90 and 120 feet. The largest is Horseshoe or Canadian Falls, which covers an expanse of 2,700 feet with an average drop of over 167 feet. Now, combined, they make up Niagara Falls with a width of almost 4,000 feet, making it the second largest waterfalls in the world. Only Victoria Falls in Africa is larger. Now, Taylor's idea did have a bit of planning behind it. In preparation for her journey, she had a local cooper make her a custom-made barrel constructed of oak and iron. She then had it padded with a mattress. She did have problems getting someone to help her launch the barrel. It seems nobody wanted to be part of a potential suicide. Now, to give credence to her plan, two days prior to her attempt, she sent a domestic cat over Horseshoe Falls in her barrel to see if it could withstand the forces of the falls. The cat, although receiving a bloodied head, did survive the plunge. As proof, Taylor immediately had photos taken of her, the cat, and the barrel. With that, Annie Edson Taylor was ready for her date with destiny. On October 24th, 1901, on her 63rd birthday, she had two volunteers row her and her barrel out into the middle of the river above Horseshoe Falls. After having the barrel put into the water, Annie defiantly stepped inside, clutching her favorite heart-shaped pillow. After the lid was securely screwed down, 
her volunteers proceeded to pump as much air into her barrel with a bicycle pump as possible. The hole was then plugged with a cork. Then Taylor, her barrel, and her heart-shaped pillow were set adrift just south of Goat Island. The swift current quickly carried the barrel with its precious cargo over Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. Now, without knowing it, Annie was setting a precedent. All future daredevils attempting to go over Niagara Falls would follow her exact route. But did Annie Edson Taylor survive that harrowing 167-foot plunge over Niagara Falls into the churning abyss below? Did she ever find the riches that she sought? Well... Within minutes after that barrel bobbed to the surface at the foot of Horseshoe Falls, rescuers were frantically working to retrieve it. The entire trip had only lasted 20 minutes, but the lid to the barrel was stuck. Eventually, the barrel was opened to reveal Annie alive and well, with only a small gash on her forehead. Now, she would later tell newspaper reporters, If it was my dying breath, I would caution anyone against attempting the feat. I would sooner walk into the mouth of a cannon knowing it was going to blow me to bits than to make another trip over that falls. As for Annie's dreams of riches, well, that was not to be. Although she did earn some money for a short period of time speaking about her adventure, she never did get rich. Even the memoir she wrote did not sell as well as she hoped. And when her manager absconded with her barrel, she spent most of her savings trying to find it. It did finally surface for a short time in Chicago, only to be lost again forever. In her later years, Annie made numerous attempts at making a living. She posed for photos with tourists at her souvenir stand near Niagara Falls. She wrote a novel and even made a film reconstruction of her 1901 plunge. It, uh, <clears throat> it was never released. After being talked out of attempting another plunge in 1906, she worked as a clairvoyant and even sold magnetic therapeutic treatments to the locals. In her final days, she attributed her declining health and failing eyesight to her trip over the falls. On April 29, 1921, Annie Edson Taylor quietly passed away at the age of 82. She was buried in the Stunter's Rest section of the Oakwood Cemetery in Niagara Falls, New York, alongside the English-born daredevil Carlisle D. Graham. Now, though she never obtained the wealth that she sought, 
Her adventure over Niagara Falls in a barrel continues to go down in history as a feat that was not only a first in history, but will always be remembered as amazing and adventurously true. Well, there you have it. Episode number 20, entitled Woman Over a Barrel. It's part of our weekly series entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. You know, every week we feel privileged to present for your enjoyment and edification a brand new audio story from our collection of Amazing But True Stories from History. Now, some of these narratives come from our book entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More. As a listener to this program, you are entitled to purchase autographed copies of our original book, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More, at half the publisher's price of $13.95, or a mere $7 per book. And that includes shipping and handling. Yeah. Listen, for more information, merely go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com, and click on Elfie the Writer for more information. And now, I would like to thank the following for helping to make this program possible. First, Garrett Wolfram, our technical producer and supervisor. The late Irene Wolfram, principal editor and provider of Sage Council. Expert Publishing for their help in editing and publishing our book. Lucas Ganza Anna Waltz for the Parlor Guitar Magic Set. Herbert Bolin for his Piano Mood Happy Four. Ninad Simic for Piano Transition. And finally, the thousands of readers who have supported our efforts from the beginning. 